Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. And by the way, I love hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today, what it's like to be an entrepreneur in the marijuana industry, where a number of states have legalized it for medicinal or recreational uses, yet the federal government still considers it illegal. And when shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. Are you interested in the cannabis industry for its growth potential, but don't want to touch the plant, as they say? Here's what entrepreneur Nick Kovacevic has done. He's the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Kush Bottles, a business-to-business firm in the pot industry. He's headquartered in Santa Ana, California, and is here to explain what his company does, plus how and why he launched it. Nick, what do you do? Kush Bottles, uh, we're really a platform servicing the cannabis industry, and, and we focus on the B2B sector. So what we do is we provide products and services that power the cannabis businesses. Uh, we started as a packaging company uh, with a focus on compliant packaging and also branded packaging, and we've expanded our product offering to sell all sorts of different hardware and accessories. We're one of the leading distributors for vape devices. So just the hardware, just the components, Uh, just the packaging, the hard goods, um, but it's things that these businesses need on a daily basis to run their business. And for us, it's a reoccurring revenue model uh, based on very strong relationships that we have throughout the country and all the key cannabis regions. Wow. Why did you start this, by the way? Well, we saw a need in the industry. Uh, In 2010, uh, the industry was just starting to take off uh, here in California, and uh, we saw that these businesses uh, did not conduct uh, business in the same way that traditional established uh, white-collar businesses did, right? So they didn't um, have uh, things like purchase orders. They didn't have forecasting and demand planning. Um, heck, they could only pay in cash, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of these guys had a, uh, had smaller order uh, minimums and quantities that they could order. Um, they couldn't really do business with the existing providers. Um, so we came in and offered a solution um, that fit uh, the needs for this industry. And then we started to craft a portfolio around compliance as we knew that the industry would start to become regulated. And our thesis was proved correct with Colorado first regulated in 2014, followed by Washington and Oregon, Alaska, and now Nevada and California. These regulated markets are a great fit for our business model as a lot of these businesses need to stay compliant with their packaging, with their accessories, and we have a whole portfolio and suite of services that can help them do that. Wow. What does it mean to be compliant with packaging, by the way? Well, each state has their own uh, regulations when it comes to packaging, but a lot of them are centered around um, a core focus of keeping cannabis out of the hands of children. So um, child-resistant products. Also, from a branding standpoint, um, some states, you know, they don't want the product to be seen, so everything has to be in opaque packaging. Um, Some states, 
they don't want the uh, branding or the marketing to be attractive to children or, or to be deemed as playful. And so um, you have to look at the graphics and the logos that you're using. Um, so there's a lot of different nuances uh, to remaining compliant, you know, in terms of the, the, the serving size or the dosage and, and the verbiage or the labeling that you need, the warning signs. Um, so all that stuff is it's intricate, it's, it's evolving, it's dynamic, it's changing, um, and it's different state by state. So as a cannabis business, you're trying to really grow your business and expand your brand and you want to expand to different markets, um, to have a packaging partner like Kush Bottles that's able to provide that insight to you, it's huge value add for these clients. In 2010, when you launched, what were you doing before that that made you think, I got an idea? Well, uh, my business partner, Dallas and Bimbo, and myself, we were just a couple of young entrepreneurs. Uh, Dallas had started a business in college um, that was a moving and storage company for college campuses. I was involved in that business. Uh, We were able to exit that business, and we were looking at some of the next opportunities. Um, A couple things that we were looking at fell through. Um, This was something where uh, it it ended up working out, and uh, it was a long, uh, hard road, especially those first few years. Um, but then it re- really caught traction in 2014 uh, when Colorado legalized, and that's when we decided um, that we wanted to take the company public so that we could have better access to financial services. Um, we were able to effectively do that and started trading on the OTC market under the symbol KSHB um, in January of 2016. Um, and since then, we've been able to really uh, garner the capital to re- reinvest back in the business to scale this thing nationally. And uh, now we're one of the leaders in the industry, um, and we're helping push the industry forward and hoping that um, every year there can be continued progression in the legalization and the regulation of the cannabis industry um, and that these business operators can thrive because uh, they have providers like Kush Bottles uh, providing them with all the hardware, packaging, and components that they need to run their business. Mm. We're speaking with Nick Kovacevic. He's the CEO, chair, and co-founder of a company called Kush Bottles. They're a B2B in the cannabis industry. Um, explain it, the uh, the hard road, as you mentioned. How difficult was it? What did it take to get started? And you know, what point did you just think, you know what, this is a bad idea, guys? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of stories uh, from those early days. Um, uh, business or cannabis entrepreneurs that are coming into the sector today um, complain about the challenges, and, and there are real challenges that exist still, um, but nothing like it, uh, back in 2010, 2011, 2012, when you know we had all this some similar challenges that we have today. The stigma was a lot worse. You know, not only yeah. was it extremely difficult to find landlords to lease to you, um, extremely uh, difficult to find banks that would take your funds and not not kick your, kick out your account. Yep. Um, but you didn't even want to tell uh, family members or friends about the industry that you were operating in. I mean, that's how bad it was. Um, so we we were in uh, 2012 uh, operating in uh, a big part of Riverside County in the Inland Empire and had a nice customer book, um, customers that were spending $1,000, $2,000, $5,000 a month with us. All of a sudden, um, there's a, a court ruling that the city has the right to ban dispensaries, and within 30 to 45 days, we lost 50% of our market. Uh, 90 days in, uh, we lost about 80% of our market in that region. All because of the fact that police were coming in and raiding. Um, there was Our clients were under federal raid threat uh, constantly. Um, so you're trying to build a business in this marketplace 
which is frantic, and there's all these uncertainties, and people you have a great relationship that are going to do business with you for the next hundred years simply stop ordering because they had a local or federal government come in and shut them down and maybe take them to jail. Wow, so right, it was right. a crazy, crazy business. And uh, ultimately, we knew that the key to the success in this industry was going to be the regulation, which we were pushing hard for, and we finally got with Colorado. And it's a historic moment here in California because we've been operating here since 2010. It's been legal medical since 1996. But as of Jan 1st, 2018, is the first time in the history of California that there's regulation and specifically regulation around packaging. Mm. Um, so it's exciting to be along for this ride, seeing where it's come, and seeing now the state is in a great position to build a phenomenal cannabis program here in our state. And we all know the benefits that, that, that can be reaped from having a legal system that's generating taxes, that's helping the community, and most importantly, uh, keeping the cartels and the illegal drug dealers out of the industry completely. Wow. How many uh, employees do you have now, and where did you start? Well, we started with really no employees, just a few friends uh, that were working for free, uh, family members, et cetera. Um, ended up building, uh, you know, out a team of, you know, within the first couple years, we, we had a team of five or six people. And uh, now you look at our company, we have 80 people across uh, about six or seven states in which we operate. Uh, we have distribution centers uh, set up in three states, and we're looking to expand to an additional three states this year. I'm also looking at international opportunity. Um, we're using distributors in Alaska, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, United Kingdom. Um, so we're, we're certainly expanding, um, but we also have a focus on protecting our home base here in California, here in the United States, there's so much opportunity right now, and we're in prime position to take advantage of it. Uh, most people, um, you know, aren't in an industry where the biggest risk uh, to your success is execution. Uh, we know the opportunity is there. Okay. Yeah. We know we can capitalize on it. We just have to execute and make sure that we're uh, doing things the right way and that we have a, a control on our supply chain and we can deliver for our clients. Um, so it's an exciting position to be in, um, but it definitely keeps you up at night because uh, that opportunity is constantly knocking. How long did it take you to make a profit or at least make you believe, okay, we got this? Uh, you know, it was really probably in 2014 when, when Colorado legalized, we were able to uh, look at the explosive growth. Uh, it, I believe it was um, 2014, we had a, a couple profitable quarters. And uh, then when we got public and we were able to access capital, uh, we were in a strong position to actually reinvest uh, more capital okay. into our growth. Uh, we posted uh, a profitable year uh, as well just to show uh, that we could do that. And, uh, you know, we believe that there's so much opportunity. We want to focus on growth. Uh, we know the profits will come. And ultimately, I think our shareholders in the market uh, believes in our vision and our story, and they've gotten behind us and, and put us in a, in a position to where we can succeed. How long did it take before people stopped looking at you and saying, okay, uh, Mr. Weed Hippie from California, what, what is this business you got here? Like, are, are you past that now, or do you, do you still deal with that sometimes? No, it's amazing. It's changed so much. I mean, it's changed so much in the last six months. Uh, oh, really? And, and certainly in the last six years. Uh, but, you know, it was really uh, around 
2015, 2016, uh, when that stigma started going away from the professional community, uh, you would, you you would, it went from, you know, having a business that you didn't want to talk about to having a business when you were in a, an entrepreneurial circle, uh, with other leaders of other much larger companies, um, that when cannabis would come up and the fact that you're running or involved in a cannabis company would come up, that the entire room would turn and discuss and, and have questions and be curious and, 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 you know, in, enthralled with what we were doing, what our company was. And we were just a small, tiny company, but it, it all turned and there was so much interest and curiosity, uh, sort of like with, with the cryptocurrency and, and, and blockchain industry. Everybody's talking about it. Everyone's interested. Uh, not everyone's ready to participate, um, but we're at the point where everybody uh, is at least curious, wanting to understand, um, looking and seeing the opportunity that's there. Um, and now we're getting to the point where we can actually start to recruit some top-tier talent. I mean, we're operating okay. a business talking about challenges where, sure, we'd love to get a great CFO or we'd love to get somebody uh, who can do operations, but the people that we want, they're not interested in working for a cannabis company. There's, there's a resume risk. There's a, a, a reputation risk. Uh, their family member w- won't let them. We had instances where we thought we had a hire that was going to join the company, and then his or her spouse says, no, I don't want you working in cannabis, oh, and they wow. drop out at the last second. Wow. So now we're, we're a little bit past that, too. We're able to get a lot of top-tier talent. Pe- actually, a lot of people are now seeking the industry. They're saying, hey, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things about this industry. I don't know anything about cannabis, but I know the industry's taking off. I know there's a lot of growth potential. Um, so we're seeing the opposite effect, and, and as a public company that can offer nice compensation packages with stock options, uh, we're an attractive outlet. We also don't touch the plant. So I think... Where we're at today, uh, in terms of the stigma, uh, has evolved dr- drastically. I think companies that do not touch the plant, like us, mm-hmm. um, which means we're dealing ancillary and we, we deal in tangential businesses around yeah. cannabis, but not cannabis itself. I think those businesses have really broken through and, and, and they're investable um, by more of the mainstream. Um, people who are willing to come work here, um, that type of stuff. It's yet to happen, I think, for the businesses that actually touch the plant. So the guys that are actually growing and, and the gals that are retailing, that business has, has still has a little bit more stigma. So it's an interesting evolution. I think California legalizing as of January 1st is going to be a big catalyst to eroding that stigma yeah, yeah. because we have a lot of celebrity and influencers here in the state and, and people look to California as a trend-setting state. Uh, so this is all positive stuff uh, that we're seeing here. Uh, the Rohrbacher Amendment was just uh, included in the most recent spending bill. Um, so if that gets approved, another strong win uh, for protecting states' rights when it comes to legalizing cannabis. Um, so the dominoes are all lining up. Um, and I think most people are starting to sense that, which is why there's been a significant rush, influx of capital, influx of, of folks coming and wanting to participate and, and be a part of this cannabis industry. Thanks, Nick. That is Nick Kovacevic, co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Cush Bottles. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is this morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. 
Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. You can send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. Thank you.